I'm Brett Chang. And I'm Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Monday, March 14th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in about seven minutes. Brett, on Friday, we ended off talking about Russian sanctions yeah. by me asking you to think about over the weekend which English Premier League team you would buy if you could buy an English Premier League team. What have we come up with? Well, it's funny because, you know, I, I know a lot of people like this who they grew up in Canada. They have no particular geographic allegiance to any team. And so you kind of just pick one. And so I guess what I would pick is Liverpool. I like Liverpool. It seems like they have a, a good history to them. They've had some success in recent years. It's a storied franchise. And I feel and I, if my I believe that my family is from around that part of England. So that's that's kind of why I would end up going with Liverpool. What, what would you say? Well, I would say Liverpool too because they're owned, I think, by the Red Sox ownership. So they are. That's exactly Red Sox, red shirts out there. So uh, it's already owned by a American or North American. So like it wouldn't be that much of a sale. We could buy it from the Red Sox. It'd be great. Well, as soon as we cash in on this podcast, we will buy that team with the the millions we will have in the bank. So my understanding though is that the team that there's Arsenal. Uh, the fans of Arsenal, they really want the team to be sold. They don't like the current ownership. They're Americans, the Cronkies, and they want it to be sold badly. <laughs> they feel like the team is being neglected. And Daniel Eck, the CEO of Spotify, recently put up a bid for them, but they, they say it's not for sale. But anyway, so I would do that because I, 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 uh, I love fans and I want to be a pro fan team. And so maybe I would buy Arsenal and make it much more uh, and really put the work into it to make them great again. Well, good luck to you, my friend. What do we have for Peak Pals today? Aside us, you know, having uh, doing doing our best to, to fantasize about buying yeah. a Premier League soccer team. It's like live fantasy football. Okay, for our first story, more jobs. For our second story, take the money line. And for our third story, that was fast. For our first story, good news to start your Monday, Brett. Canada's economy added 337,000 new jobs in February, blowing past analyst expectations and driving the unemployment rate back down to pre- COVID-19 levels for the first time. It's a good way to start off Monday with some good news. Want to unpack our pals where the these new jobs came from? Well, yeah. So with capacity limits on indoor venues lifted across most of the country, people are now getting back to something that resembles normal life, which is good for business and the job market. The accommodation and food services sector, which includes hotels and restaurants, they saw the largest gains with 114,000 new jobs created. And people are also returning to the office in great numbers with the share of people working from home falling by 5.8% from January. I'm seeing this myself. I'm walking through the path on weekdays and it's definitely busier than it was before. And it's really difficult to get through Toronto right now. So maybe that's a sign of economic development. And here's why it matters, Brett. So one metric to keep an eye on is average hourly wages, which rose 3.1% in February from the same time last year. Not so long ago, that would have been something to cheer for. But with inflation reaching 5.1% in January, it's no longer enough for workers to keep up with the increased cost of living. Yeah, and there's reason to worry that inflation may be getting even worse. We don't have official data for February from Stats Canada yet, but Salesforce's latest shopping index report, and just believe this or not, pegged price hikes in Canada at 10.4%. <laughs> I believe it was around 7% the last time Stats Canada reported on it, so that's a big increase of true. Well, Brett, lots of new jobs means more competition for workers, which could drive up wages and offset the pain of inflation. But with all economic news, at the same time, higher labor costs for firms could also contribute to inflationary pressures. For our second story, Canada's legalization of single-game sports betting back in August has opened the door for the NHL to sign its first-ever sports betting partner in Canada, Sportsbook Pro Line Plus, which is 
a part of OLG and the Government of Ontario's app in the sports betting landscape. So, Jay, can you give Peak Pals a quick update on what's happening with sports betting in Canada? Sure. Canadians spend $10 billion a year gambling through illegal bookies and gray market offshore sportsbooks. Legalizing single-game betting will keep some of this money within our borders. And the NHL, which is Canada's most popular sports league, no surprise there, and its players intend to capitalize on this newly available market. Just last week, Edmonton Oilers captain and arguably the best player in the world, that is really arguable, especially if you live in Toronto, Connor McDavid signed a deal with sportsbook BetMGM to be a brand ambassador. I'd love to know what that means. Yeah, very arguable. I think Austin Matthews is best player in the league. And what's interesting about all of this is how sports leagues are still navigating the new waters of betting legislation as more sports books, legal sports books, set up shop in Canada. But they've also come under scrutiny for taking on gambling sponsors. Two particular examples of the issues they're having are, one, the NFL is facing criticism for suspending Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley for an entire season after he bet on his team while he was injured. And last year, the NHL faced their own scandal when Edmonton Oilers star Evander Kane was accused by his now ex-wife of illegally betting and throwing games. Which, Brett, brings us to what the big picture is with sports betting in Canada. Well, whether your gambling habits rival Adam Sandler's in Uncut Gems, or you couldn't care less about sweaty adults getting paid millions to hit pucks and shoot balls, more gambling would spur economic growth across industries. Bets alone are a huge business. A recent Deloitte report predicts that bettors will place $28 billion in legal wagers within five years of legalization. And according to PricewaterhouseCoopers, legal gambling could bring in 2600 over 2600 new full-time jobs to Canada and boost GDP by $425 million, but you got to weigh that against the challenges with legalizing gaming, including addiction and other issues. And for our final story, Brett, how does flying from Montreal to Paris in under two hours sound? Because believe it or not, that could soon be a reality with hypersonic aircraft starter Permius raising $100 million in search of the future of aviation. Brett, what's the latest on high-speed air travel? Well, it sounds pretty good, Jay. Almost too good to be true. So Hermius's yeah. last round was led by former Y Combinator boss Sam Altman, and it was also joined on by Peter Thiel's Founders Fund. These are big-time investors. Now, Hermius is developing commercial aircraft that could travel at five times the speed of sound, or Mach 5, uh, as they call it in the engineering world. Now, the company said they plan to use the funds to complete development for their proof-of-concept quarter horse jet. Now, to give you some context, the era of supersonic air travel came to an end when the Concorde completed its last New York to London trip in 2003. Passenger numbers fell dramatically after the Air France Concorde crashed minutes after takeoff in 2000, killing all 100 passengers on board. Airlines also struggled to make the planes high fuel and maintenance costs economically viable. But despite these challenges, the allure of ultra-fast flight never fully vanished, and recent innovations, including the ability to do more rigorous safety tests and run on less fuel, have made the technology more practical for commercial use. Now, that Hermes is not the only company working on this. Colorado-based Boom Supersonic also recently raised a $100 million round to develop their own supersonic prototype. And they've also secured pre-orders from airlines, including United Airlines and Japan Airlines. Lockheed Martin and NASA are also developing their own quiet supersonic aircraft. This all just, it feels real, Jay. I really want it to happen. And so what's next for supersonic air travel? Well, Boom Supersonic is likely to beat Hermes to market, which plans to conduct test flights with a prototype jet this year and fly its commercial model by 2026. Would you fly one? Sure. I mean, I'd like to see it up in the air for, you yeah. know, maybe three, four years before I get on it, but I do like the idea. 
I feel like they're going very far, very quickly. Yeah, just hold on to your seat. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And Brett, just thinking about supersonic travel or hypersonic travel all the way to Paris from Montreal. It took me four hours to fly from Billy Bishop Airport to Newark last week. So I really can't wait to get to much, much farther in that same four hours. Have a good day, Brett.